This podcast is sponsored by Bedfordshire Hot Tubs. Relaxing in a jacuzzi is the perfect way to keep calm and carry on. Hello and welcome back to Keep Calm and Carry On Season 4 and we are in Episode 2 already. How are you guys doing out there? Wow, what a week it has been. I guess you guys watched the football, well most of you perhaps did. And uh, you know what, I have mixed feelings about it. I really enjoyed it, but you know what, it makes me sad that how a nation can, or how how a minute few can respond so badly from what has been such a positive thing of bringing people together and how amazing those boys did. And wow, what a pressure they were under. I can't even imagine. But you know what? I loved it. I enjoyed it. I'm proud of them. And I think they did a great job. And also well done to Italy too. I know I've got a lot of Italian supporters out there. So um, well done, you guys. And uh, all the best to to all of you. Um, Okay, so moving on to our episode this week. So we have some new sponsors involved uh, this season, which I'm so excited about. Many of you have probably seen me (laughs) on my Instagram, relaxing in my jacuzzi. You know, I've been so fortunate to have teamed up with uh, BH Tubs, uh, Bedfordshire Hot Tubs this season. Um, I have a little jacuzzi in my, I say it's little, it's not little at all, in my garden. And it's been so much fun. The kids have loved it. We've loved it especially after the year that we've all had and to have that that kind of joy in our garden has been so amazing and we've teamed up with them this season and if any of you guys want to go and check them out please do their website is www.bhtubs.co.uk and their instagram is at bhtubs.co.uk tubs please go and go and have a look because if you do they've also been really amazing and anyone that contacts them or gives them a call um, please quote Kerry on and they will donate to acting for others others because that's just how amazing they are you know what and if you are interested at all give them a call because they are the most brilliant company if you're a little bit nervous maybe you're apprehensive or don't know what's involved in in having a hot tub then they're so great at just you know, getting you all the information. They really help you through every step of the way. And honestly, they it's brought us so much joy. So it's worth a check out. Okay, that's enough me jabbering on about how amazing my jacuzzi is. Let's get to the episode. So this week, we have such a talent on with us today. I spoke with this young man a couple of months ago we recorded this uh, and we had such a great chat. He is just really an inspiring person. He's done everything from writing to dancing to acting to singing. He really does do it all and we had such a great chat. Please welcome gorgeous Leighton Williams. Leighton, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. You know, I've seen your face plastered all over the West End for for lots of years and it's so nice to finally get to talk to you especially after I saw you on the BBC uh the greatest show the other night I mean how was that did you have the best time oh my goodness had such an amazing time me and my boyfriend sat on that couch right there and just like I was like, I don't really want to be watching it, but I'm like, it, it, I felt a bit awkward about watching it because I was scared. Yeah. I was like, I yes. heard it on the radio and I, honestly, if I'm being completely honest, I was a bit scared because I was like, I don't know whether I sounded cute. It's been such a long time for us all that, you know, been in my house singing songs, but not been on a, the Palladium stage. So yeah. it was a really special moment. And the, honestly, I've not even, I will never be able to reply to every message that I've had. The love has been real. And also, you sounded gorgeous. I love gorgeous too. <laughs> thank you. It was, it was exactly that. I was exactly the same. I I don't usually, if I've, if I've done something, I don't usually mm. watch it back. Or at least when everybody else is watching it, because you're like, oh, but what mm. if I don't like it? But that, I actually did, because I, you know, a bit of response from the radio the week before, and then it was a family kind of event and it was an event that you could sit and watch with your loved ones because mm-hmm. we, we've sick, you know, we've, we've all done a bit of Netflix and it was something a bit new to watch. Different. And then 
it was so nice to see everybody and to watch all the different artists and 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 hear all the different musicals which I think we're missing so much at the moment and Absolutely. it was really lovely and you were fantastic you were so great yeah, the only you. thing that was sad for me that was we couldn't all hang out and see each other I that know was, I wanted to watch straight everyone in, straight out I did have a little peek before I went in I was like can I just go and have a look at what and when I saw the layout I didn't realize that the auditorium was going to be behind us so I was like whoa that's it's beautiful really and all them cameras yeah. you know it's it just took me by surprise. Like it had been a long time. And usually I don't sing that song out of situ. Of course, you know, Define Grabber is, you know, the money, the, the money bags um, <laughs> number. But Wall in My Head is, you know, it's a different choice to do from Jamie, especially. Usually I'd go and do like, don't even know it or something like that. So yeah. I, I actually, I'm going to tell you all the truth. I actually got the lyrics wrong twice. So that was third time looking. <laughs> so everyone's like, that big sigh at the end just summed everything up. You know, theatre's been closing. I was like, that big sigh at the end was me going, thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's so funny though, those things though, the pressure of those things to get it right in that moment. I mean, nobody had a rehearsal. No one had a sound check mm-hmm. and we had to just get on and do it. So it's you just have to kind of get up there and deliver and I liked that you chose something a little bit different that we haven't you know not everyone's heard mm-hmm. before and I thought that was a really clever choice was it your choice or was it no, no down do you know to what the it was a choice from above and I, I remember questioning it and be like are you sure because usually I, I come I know my vibe you know I, I come and turn mm. the party I'm not no you know I'm not no you I, I'm not coming here to give you a full like it's just different <laughs> vibes you know what I mean mm, in the best way yeah. um but then I was like do you know what I can be still I can hold and I can be calm and just you bring the audience in so I was like this is a nice little challenge and mm. it's nice to show that I've got something else and honestly that's why I was just really nervous I was like if you would have told me three years or so ago that I'd be standing on the palladium no backing dancers singing just like basically a you know a pop ballad I would have been like ha ha never but there we go. There we go. I mean, I, I have so much I want to talk to you about because I've I've obviously Googled and stalked you a little bit over the last kind of couple <laughs> of days. On that Wikipedia. <laughs> On that Wikipedia. Well, oh, you know, I've seen you around and, you know, it's like you see faces and you go, oh, amazing, you know. But I had mm-hmm. no idea how much variety of, of, of work that you've done and how you've literally done a bit of everything. You've done TV, you've done... You've worked for um, for Matthew Bourne. You've done dance mm-hmm. shows. You've done musicals. You, you know, you've stood and sung on your own. I mean, you've proper done it all. And usually, <laughs> people kind of not that we like to pigeonhole people because you know mm. we always fight that. But usually, people are amazing thing. dance. You know, if they're in a, a, a Matthew Bourne um, company, it's rare that then they suddenly come out and they're leading a musical show. You know, that's that's quite rare. So. I mean, I want to talk to you about all of it, but I guess going back first, because um, uh-huh. training for you, did you grow up thinking, I want to be a dancer? Or what What was it that inspired you when you were younger to to get mm-hmm. into this madness that we call an industry? Show <laughs> business, darling. Um, honestly, it was just not on my agenda at all. Like, at least until I was maybe like, 10 to the age of 10 I hadn't given one thought about being a dancer or a singer it was just I was just a normal kid running around playing with my friends going to school you know on my estate just just a real normal humble beginnings basically and I I stumbled across dance in like drama class I went to Carol Godby's theatre workshop which is in Bury it was where I first started out and she's you know, got amazing students and kids. And the only reason I went, honestly, is because I was jealous that my cousin went and I wanted to go too. You know, no kids. And you want to do what everybody else, because they used to come to our house every week after the class. So I was like, I want to go. Like, it yeah, sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. So I just went along and, you know, my mom and my nana and granddad were really supportive. They did do what they could for us. Like, we did do the swimming lessons. Mm-hmm. I tried the football. That didn't work out. You know, just, you know, just trying to do bits to entertain you. Yeah. And it just I just found it and there's something about it when you do it for the first time it was, yeah it was just fun because I'm just shaking it around to Missy <laughs> Elliott do you know what I mean and I'm, I'm talking that like no ballet or proper singing or anything like that and no word of a lie I think within a year I've done like one show with her and I've done you know I loved it I, I started the dance class I started drama and then there was this open call in the newspaper for Billy Elliott and that's when everything just changed because you know my first ever audition in my life I got and then that introduced me to 
all of this craziness. So I really just fell straight into it pretty young. So. That's mad though, isn't it? I mean, you go in like into Billy Elliot. I mean, how old were you? You must have been... 12, about 12 years yeah, old. That's... I did it from 12 to 14. Um, yeah, so I did it for about two years. That's mad though. And how did you mm. find that? Being so young, slept mm. down to London, I guess. And mm. I mean, that's... That's a big. That's a big adjustment. If you're, if if you're just finding it, you know, if you're, you're not, mm-hmm. you're not really sure what you're doing, and that's exactly, massive. I think that was the best thing because I had no nothing to compare anything to. I didn't really know what the West End was. I knew like kind of what London was, of course. But it's like it was just another world that like, mm. we've never been. So the first time I'm going to London, I remember it so well because I actually don't live too far from now. Like my auntie screaming, trying to get us to the audition, going around <laughs> Elephant and Castle. <laughs> I always remember Elephant and Castle because that's uh. where the audition was. And I can't remember exactly where it was, but it's just like, knowing all their memories come back in, mm. it was just another world. Like I would, you know, we all moved into this big Billy house and lived in this mansion. And, you know, I'm calling my mum like, this house has five bathrooms. Like, what is... Do you know what I mean? The Billy like, House. I love that. Yeah. The Billy House. <laughs> like, it was. It's called the, all the Billys, Michaels and Debbies live together. So, like, they trained you up and then there'd be people... We trained in up north for a little bit because there'd be, like, the Leeds kind of summer school. Mm-hmm. And then once they can, once you were confirmed to actually be playing the part, they'd move you to London. But they really invested a lot of time and energy in me because I was rough and ready. Like, I at the audition, they said, if you don't, can't do it, just pretend. So, like... I feel like I'm still faking it till I make it now, but I was just giving them, <laughs> giving them gorge. Aren't we all? And, yeah, exactly. Um, and I, it just, I had nothing to compare it to. I didn't know the states. I was just mm-hmm. there having a good time. So in that sense, it actually was the best thing because I wasn't a stage kid and didn't take all the pressure. I was just like, this is a bit of fun. And they love that, Billy. They want that kind of rawness, don't Raw. they? They want kids that uh, aren't affected in any way. They want it to mm-hmm. be... As, as we must have been neighbours for, for a little while, I'm pretty sure. Oh, stop it. Were you Do you do, think? Don't say you were doing Billy when I was doing Wicked. Don't say Wait, you what were doing Wicked. what years are oh, you? Oh, God. <laughs> Hang on a minute. I've just was... aged about 20 years. No, don't. Um, Maybe 2007 not. To, uh, to 2009, and then I came back in 2014. Oh, you wouldn't have done I it. I think I was 2006. Wait. I'm going to, right, keep talking, I'm going to Google it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know, because that was my, that was my gig. Um, I remember we saw, that my first musical was like, Whistle Down the Wind or something like Aww. that. Or, and I, but yeah, cute, but imagine being a kid watching that. I was mm. like, I was like, Bored. come on. Yeah. Bored out my mind. I was like, why are you bringing me here? I do not want to <laughs> be doing this. And I remember thinking, if this is what Billy Elliot is, drop me out. Yeah, um, so you did it for oh two years? 2007. Oh, so I debuted in Neighbours. Yeah. How cute. That's Just over the road. And every time my granddad, RIP, and love him, like, he's seen Wicked so many times, can't tell yet. <laughs> we'll go and see Wicked again. Because it was just so there. We'd just yeah. always be there back and forth. Aww. So cute. Oh, mind you, I think Billy's got to be one of my favourite shows. Every time I've seen it, it's kind of ripped my heart out. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's so powerful. It's such an amazing show. So you did mm. it for two years. That's quite a yeah, long time. I was- I think I was one of the longest, probably still to this day, This, I think the second longest that played it. I went there and I was like, there's no need for me to be leaving. So I literally stayed until my voice broke. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was so stupid to go into Thrill Alive, which was a nightmare. <laughs> Why did I leave? Why did I leave when my voice is breaking trying to sing Jackson 5? Somebody tell me. But So you went from... So, because you you did a bit of uh, Sylvia Young, didn't you? Did you train a bit? With, yes. But when was so that? So that... I was at Billy... So it's really strange how it happens. So I, in, when you're doing Billy, they, tra- they train you and they shoot you at the same time. Mm. But in our kind of Billy house, there were also Sylvia Young's lot. So I got quite close with them and I was like, do you know what? There's no reason as to why I can't go to this school mm. and then still do Billy in the evening. So I kind of auditioned and I asked and Sylvia let me come to the school whilst I was doing Billy. Brilliant. Because then I was getting the training there as well as the education, as well as the show. So That's huge. Yeah, I was kind of getting it all, and I've met I met my best friends there. Aww. I mean, John McCree, who was actually the original Jamie. That's how we became close friends. Um, so it's, I'm really glad I went there. But then once I left Billy, I did go and and Thriller. I did go back home, but once basically as soon as I left Billy, I went straight into Thriller Live. Like <gasps> the cast. 
So it was like, bam. That's huge. Yeah. Again, that's massive. Like, you know, you're at 12, you're starting this kind of West End career, which is mm. it's kind of unheard of. And then to do two shows, yeah, you may have done a, you know, one child show and then come, like, you know, like Kimberly mm. Walsh went and did her Les Mis corsette and then she came back, you know, when she was yeah. older. But to do two, like, off the back of each other mm. is, is quite intense. How was that? It was mad. It was, you know what, I, I don't regret it because I think that it all shapes you as, you know, things happen for a reason but you know my voice was breaking period like there's no even though the singing coach at that time like oh you'll be fine like I was 14 years old and I was trying to sing Michael Jackson and something just wasn't in the audition fab but then a month later like a month for a boy's voice breaking is a long time Mm, do you know what I mean like it just starts and in my head I was thinking is this a cold is this a what like I just couldn't get the notes out so they started having to chop my show and I, I only could like sing the ballads and I couldn't sing the the big like upbeat numbers because literally I got on stage and like I'm, I'm I froze like mm. you know when you just know like and that knocked me actually for a long time I probably didn't sing properly on full voice until after I graduated college and wow I for the first time like it literally just shook my confidence so that's when I said when I went up there and I played on stage and I'm singing and even playing Jamie, I'm like, wow, like this has been full circle for me because mm. I just put that behind because I was like, I can't tell how embarrassing it is to be up there. I'm like, sure, you know, you're oh. having moments mm. up on me. They're just, you, not, the voice box is just going, ha, no way. And I'm a kid and it, it was horrible. Especially yeah. when you're so young. Like, I, I, you know, it's, it, that is the most horrific for any performer when your mm. tools don't work because oh. of whatever reason. It's it's devastating and it's so it's it's mentally difficult to deal with because there's nothing mm. you can do about it. You can't remedy it in any way. No. But to be again to be so young mm. and so influential at that time to to go through your voice breaking publicly yeah. as well that must have been really hard. Yeah, it was horrible and it was the knock on effect of knowing that like I think I was clinging on to it because that was the thing keeping me to London. And as soon as I left Villa, I knew inevitably. We didn't really have enough money to sustain a lifestyle in London. So I knew mm. I had to go home. So it's like, I was almost kidding myself. I was almost playing them. Being like, yeah, 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 I'm fine. But really, I knew every time I got up there, I didn't have what it took because I was just outgrowing it. And, you know, it was nice to do. And actually, strangely enough, it was the 10-year anniversary when I was next door. So my face was up there. Um, for the live next door. And they invited me back to kind of sing and I... You know, Ben Forster was in the cast of oh, I just looked love at him ben. and I was just like, like, I got to sing on the stage confidently as a grown man with my face on the building next door and be like, do you know what? I'm actually, I don't regret this moment that it, it happened in that way. And, you know, they had to let me go as a child. But like, look at me now type vibe. So it was full circle. It's amazing that it didn't, it didn't throw you. Like it didn't completely, because it could have made you stop completely. It could have, yeah. it could have been really tough or damaging it's amazing that you just kind of powered on and was like no I'm, I'm, I'm coming I'm back make this. and that's when I put all it's of brilliant. my energy into my dance then that's when like, I became late in the dancer do you know what I mean which I don't regret right. I guess <laughs> I did Matthew Bond so well <laughs> I, I know well, well yeah I'll come to that so um so after Thriller you went to Conti's I mean yeah, did, so bought, did you f- I had to go home first so that that probably was the worst time of my life I Imagine Billy Elliot. Also, with with during the time of Billy Elliot, um, lots of people don't realise. I actually the, the working title were amazing. They let me leave, go and film this TV show with Olivia Coleman called Beautiful People. Well, during my contract, they could have easily said, "Sorry, your contract did with us." No, but they saw how much of an opportunity that was for a young kid. Mm. So I got to go and film whilst in my contract at Billy this TV show. And that was the first season of Unbeautiful People, which is a comedy about this boy who moves to Reading and I play his best friend. And it was just the best. Like, I'm on set with Olivia Coleman. Do you know what I mean? Like, and mm-hmm. a, amongst other stars. And that was my mm. TV debut, as well as having my West End debut all in one year. So then that happened. I was on TV. I was done two West End shows. And then all of a sudden, pop. Bubble burst. Back to London back to the state school that you started off. So I did do a whole year of school in Bury. Back on my estate, back on my, you know, normal school. And it just, it just didn't sit with me anymore. And it's not because I thought I was any better or thought I was, I'd just out, I'd outgrown that life. I'd grown up. Yeah. I'd had so yeah. many experiences. And all of a sudden I was back to this life that I just knew 
was not for me. Like I, I wasn't even mm. dancing. I wasn't even singing. And we didn't even have the money to do that or there was nowhere to go to fulfill me anymore. Imagine sticking me back in the normal classes. Like it's just not going to ride. You know what I mean? That's hard. I mean, that is that is huge because that, that's a lot of exposure and a lot of experiences mm. at very early on. And you're doing all these amazing things. And then, like you say, to go back home. Is that why you then went to Italian that's classes? That's literally... Oh. Honestly, I used to go and my me this one my me and my granddad got really close because I got really stressed at my house. It's so so busy. I've got like there's like four of us kids under one roof, got my mom, a stepdad. So like, go I used to go to my granddad's. We used to write letters to schools, we used to ask people about scholarships, grants. I used, literally used to go then. I knew at one point I knew every single theatre school in the UK who they would <laughs> let in, who they wouldn't, when the auditions were. I'd email like producers, I, like I would literally be like, I, I've had this life and I'm stuck and I need, I need help. But do you know what saved me? Beautiful People series two. I got the call and they were like, we've, we've been recommissioned for a season, another season, come back down. And I remember being like, right, when I get back down to London, yes, it's only saying six, eight weeks, for, but I'm not coming back. When I get there, I'm going to find a way to stay there. Like, yeah. and I did, and that was a Talifonte, and they took me in. I hope you're enjoying the chat so far, and we will be back with Leighton in just a moment, but I have to tell you about our other sponsor we have with us today in this episode. It is me, Winchmore Hill. Thank you so much for supporting us for this episode. If you guys want to check them out, there's got some beautiful, gorgeous women's clothing, really easy to wear, bright colours, perfect for the summer season coming up. Their website is www.mewinchmorehill.com. That's www www.mewinchmorehill.com and their Instagram is at me underscore winchmore underscore hill. Go check them out. They've supported us this episode and honestly, they're worth a look. Okay, back to the episode. And how was how was training for you? Because again, you've, you're coming in, you're quite experienced mm-hmm. at going in as a, as a student yeah. because generally... You know, this it's your that's your start. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, at, as you might have done some local things, yeah. but generally most people are coming in. It's your start. Everyone's together. But you've come in doing two TV shows, two West End shows. That's 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 quite a thing. Yeah. I mean, how was that? Where, where's everybody cool with you? Yeah. With you? Do you know what? <laughs> I don't. I mean, I was. I do think I was a little bit annoying. Like I, <laughs> I I'm being honest. Like I was not the I was a boy plucked from my estate thrown into this life so like I'm used to just being to me in my like my normal school I probably wasn't naughty I was just all right but like throwing me into private schools I'm not like that I'm a bit of a class clown (laughs) when I say a bit I mean a lot (laughs) do you know what I mean but that's what you want at drama school you want individuality well not too much but the the students what you want characters you want people that are individual Mm. that's why we're all there you know we're all slightly we're all different in our own in our own way, which is what is so brilliant about our industry. Mm-hmm. We're all unique, and exactly that's what what's fantastic about no, it. Did you enjoy your time I at college? I loved it, and you know, I went to the school for two years, so I was literally, you know, little Smurf had my blue uniform on. Um, I remember it so <laughs> well. We had to go, we had to go to Harrods to get my uniform. I was like, what in the world? Like, <laughs> nowhere else stopped our uniform. Can you imagine from going from that my normal school and then having to go to Harrods to pick up my uniform? I was like, I am living the life, darling. And I was so wow. extra at school. By then, I was so confident in myself. And I was like, I'm back to London. This is my second chance and I'm not going to blow it. So, like, I'd literally, you should see me on the way to school. Like, I went to Top Man, got, like, skinny suit trousers. I'd make my, my tie, like, skinny. Like, <laughs> it was like a statement fashion moment every day. I just loved it. And I got on with all my... um my kind of people in my class like they didn't think oh mm. you're like because there were some other people doing bits of work and there was an agency and mm-hmm. stuff so for me actually then two years of high school at the Teleconte was the most normal with inverted commas like years of my life because I was just mm-hmm. waking up going to school getting my grades and just having friends like yeah. do you know that awkward stage when you're a kid that you don't work because you'd rather get young adults or like you know when you need a chaperone so I, I wasn't mm-hmm. I remember thinking why am I not getting books like why am I not getting jobs like because I was so <laughs> by then I was so used to working but then I was like actually yeah. this is quite nice so and then I, I decided to stay and do three years of college to just really nurture what I had because 
Billy Elliot mm-hmm. had taught me how to do all these flips and tricks and turns, but I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just throwing my yeah. body into um, places. But during the mm-hmm. three years of my college, almost every summer holiday, I had to film a season of Bad Education, a TV show that I did. So, like, it was not a normal, like, it wasn't a normal training because I was always working yeah, at the yeah. same time. So, I don't regret it, but... I did have a brilliant time. They made me head boy, so I must have done something right in the end. <laughs> <laughs> How did you find, um, you know, TV? Because, again, you went into it very early, so I guess you're learning on the job. Mm-hmm. And you did quite, you, look, you know, with beautiful people and bad education, mm-hmm. you know, you're doing quite big shows early yeah. on. How did you find TV? Because it's very different to to shows. It's 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 a different discipline. Uh-huh. It's It's, you don't have your audience. You don't have that kind of quick response you don't have the time to rehearse no. it's it's the pressure is quite high how did you find it Do you know what I, I never will forget my first ever scene on tv shows with Tamika Johnson and my co-star Luke and she's in EastEnders at the moment she plays that she's like black crazy she's gorgeous oh, she's gorgeous and I remember like we this, I knew what the scene was happening but there was like right cool, cool, cool. and they're saying all these words like you know rolling you know marks and I'm like what are we talking about this isn't a five minute call this isn't a one minute call like, <laughs> it just wasn't my world know. so I Where's literally turned to, to, to me I was like what do I do like genuinely like we'd have rehearsals and stuff so I was like okay I'm guessing I just don't look down the camera and everything else I've just fingers crossed I do it and I, I don't know I just for that show that I was doing, I just had that natural charisma and it worked for the character. And we would burst into song, we're miming to it, we're doing full choreography. So by bad education, I was settled in the fact that I knew how a set worked. And mm-hmm. I could actually just get up there, do my thing and, you know, they start slow but surely writing musical numbers in. Because Jack was like, oh, can you dance? I was like, <laughs> yes, girl. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So it is a different world and I do get asked a lot, like, what do you prefer? But I don't think mm. it's silly to try and compare these worlds because they're so different. And, so different. you know, with this pandemic, I was so shook thinking, you know, I just moved into a new flat. I had all these mm. things. And I was like, what am I going to do? And then I was like, Leighton, you, you, theatre's closed, but like, you can get back yourself back on these screens. And I've been so lucky, like, to, to be able to do that. I've been back on the set again and I feel like, I want this to be more of a thing now. Like, keep it going. What Do a theatre mm. show, do a TV gig. Like, just keep at it, you know? Um, yeah, it's one good. Of the it's hard ones. to do. It's hard to do because, I mean, I guess because you started so early going, doing lots of different things, mm-hmm. you know, doing your TV and doing theatre. But it's difficult, especially for theatre people, to get into telly oh, yes. and vice versa, I think. that It is a... I don't know why, don't but know it, why it just seems to be difficult. Um, do you do you, do you think you come up against any of that, or do you think just because you've got the, you know, you've got the credits now mm. that it's it's kind of all right to people accept that yes, you've done a musical, but you, you can, can come do and that. do a TV. Do you know, I I do know what you're talking about because I hate hearing it too, but I personally have not I've never experienced it just because I had my fingers in the pies from such a young age. Quite literally, mm. if I looked at my like career, my CV, like almost every year, I've done like a theatre gig, done a TV gig, done a theatre gig, done a TV gig, and I'm talking the 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 casting directors booking me now are the ones that booked me my first TV show. So it's like it's literally yeah. as soon as you're in, literally. So I just filmed um, a show with Johnny Vegas called Murder They Hope a couple of weeks ago. It's been announced, so that's all out there. It's happening, Yay! and that's like a TV comedy, and actually, which was amazing. Um, my Pretty Pasha, who was in Jamie with me, my best friend. We were literally co-stars in it as well. She was in the show. Oh, and, amazing. Um, the, I'd worked with about five people on that set. It was ridiculous. I was like, felt very at home. That's nice. Uh, but I just think, for some reason, there is that kind of like weird thought where musical theatre people do feel a little bit excluded from it. And some people's mm. views are just so backwards. I remember doing a play once, just like a reading for a play. And one of the actors was a little bit shady. I didn't, I didn't, he didn't know that I was playing Jamie. <laughs> so I was just sat there in the corner, like, hood up, thinking, what's, what's he about to say? And he said something along the lines of, like, well, if you, wanted, if you didn't want us to read into the piece, you should have got, like, a musical theatre actor or something. <gasps> no! And I was like, listen, I've got four days with this guy. Do I, do I drag him now and read him to filth? Or do I just bite it, <laughs> bite the bullet? And politely, at the end of the four days, when I slay the play... 
offer him a ticket <laughs> to come and see me in the West End. <laughs> and guess what? He actually did ask for some tickets for his um, family or something. And I remember being like, hmm, remember what you said? Because that is not the case for us all. Wow. We have to do it all. We have to twirl, sing. I don't understand why it's looked on like, if anything, it's more of a skill. We're doing it all. Mm, do, you, do you know yeah, what I mean? It's, it, I do. I agree with you, and I don't know why there's a stigma about it. I mean, I, I did a, I did a play, um, the importance of being earnest, and it oh, was kind wow. of my first big play. I did that at school. But again, oh, it's such a great so play. But I exactly that. You do feel this weirdness when you walk into a room full of actors mm. that that don't do musicals, and you you kind of have this panic because you're like, oh, what they're going to think? It's a serious, yeah, and. <laughs> But you're exactly right. In a musical, we do everything. It doesn't mean we switch off and, you know, we sing and then we don't act, do the scenes. You know, we do everything. Exactly. So I don't, I just don't get All it. at the same time and as well. My legs, my legs by my ear, I'm giving you purpose. I'm giving you drama. I'm giving you vocals. <laughs> like, get into it. Because if you try to put two steps together, darling, it won't be working out. <laughs> so, so talk to me about your dance because... You know, you didn't just dance. You danced and ended up doing Carmen with with Matthew Bourne, mm-hmm. who, I mean, I I got to work with him very briefly in, in My Fair Lady, oh, and he was just such a dream. <sighs> and I am nowhere on your level with, with dancing. I'm but sure you've he, got it. <laughs> he's just on another level, his vision for things. And actually, my, uh, Matthew doesn't really move himself so much, does mm. he? He's, he's a creator. and he. But how he, how he kind of... I don't know, communicates what he wants and gets what he wants. It's a vision, isn't it? It's unbelievable. I mean, I went to see one of his, um, a couple of his shows Mm -hmm. and each time I've been absolutely blown away and so moved by the stories and the shows that he puts, puts on and it's all done through dance. And how did... How was that? I mean, because again, it's not just a dance show. Yes. It's Matthew, Matthew Bourne. It's like the ultimate. Queen of the How Olivier's Matthew Bourne. That's uh, not something you walk into. No. <laughs> I was, I remember the first time I saw a Matthew Bourne production, actually. I was doing this kind of outreach group where we'd all get like, you know, joined up with like somebody in the West End and we all got to go and see like shows and stuff together. And I was watching Cinderella. I remember Zizi was in it, which is funny because she's Aww. also doing a West End Wendy and doing things as well as Matthew Bourne. Uh, a bit like me, but I remember seeing it and then, you know, we were chatting. I was like, wait a minute. I, ho- I caught wind that there was no singing or no talking. And I remember getting a bit of a sulk. I was like, what? <laughs> Do you know when you were kidding? I was like, you're telling me I'm going to be sat here for two hours. I haven't even got an ice cream or popcorn and there's no, there's going to be no songs. I was like, <laughs> well... Anyway, the show starts, and of course, I was just, my jaw was on the floor the whole time. Mm. And then I'm thinking, wow, like, because actually, I am really close with um, Zizi and the Stars because I lived with Sharida. They're her gorgeous. Mom. Whilst I was doing Thriller, I actually got the phone call for Thriller in their family home kitchen. I remember thinking, this is a this this is a stagey blessing, being in here. They are <laughs> just a beautiful family. I so adore them gorgeous. all. In fact, we've had... Uh, we had Bonnie on um, in, in, in earlier on in the season, oh, and we had uh, we've had um, Scar. Uh, we're going to have Scarlet, yeah. I think, and we had Summer. I, I mean, I have to do the whole Stradlin. You have to. <laughs> It'd be rude not to. But yeah, I literally lived in the Stradlin household for like a few weeks when I first moved down to that London. That is stagey. How imagine being able to say that? Had Zizi's room for a few months. Anyway. Um, so yeah, I was doing a panto in this community hall somewhere. No shade. Because, you know, we've got to get our corn and get our gigs, so get your community halls. <laughs> but that was what was going on at that point. <laughs> Some of them photos haunt me because I thought I, was doing, <laughs> I thought I was doing my cat makeup so well as, the, you know, the cat and dick written thing. I had a furry helmet on my head. Take, a, take that what you will. That sounds really wrong on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is PC. This is for kids. Anyway... <laughs> This email, Brilliant. Matthew Bourne wants to see you for, um, so the first show I did with him was Lord of the Flies. Um, can you go in for a meeting? And I honestly remember thinking, one, how does Matthew Bourne know who I am? And why on what? But I was like, absolutely, let's go. So we went, had a little chat set as well, had like a little mood call and things. But I think he just had me in mind for this specific role. Like I mm-hmm. literally walked into New Adventures and, you know, played a part. Like it was a very different production because Lord of the Flies, you've heard of Lord of the Flies, the, you know, the mm. um, oh, yeah. 
for those that don't, it's like, you know, basically all these boys get dropped on an island and things just go mad, like real mad, talking like... It's the most amazing film, oh, actually. It's the it, most brilliant film. It's been I mean, such brutal. a long time since they remade that. I feel like that's this, this coming soon. I feel like it should. Mm, it should. It anyway, should. so yeah, that was my first production. And every two weeks... We, we went to a new venue, but we had to train up local boys. So it's like, almost like an outreach program at the same time. So it was really rewarding as a dancer and being part of the company because you had also a responsibility to help the show go on its feet too. So that was the best way to start working with him because, you know, the whole team, No Ventures, Matthew Vaughan, you know, what privilege to be even in with them. And then mm. once I was there, that was my first gig, then the Carmine auditions came up and I was like, you know what, I'm loving this. If I'm going to dance, I'm dancing now while I'm young and I'm, I've got it. So I went, yeah. I went straight into the Carmen after that, which is just, oh, oh doing it. The it's Royal so Albert gorgeous. Hall, I am actually so jailed. But I, I mean, I, I was on the post. I remember looking and going, oh, that's cute. And then I zoomed in. I was like, that's me. We had, this, <laughs> we had a photo shoot years ago when we were doing that production of it. And obviously they kept the images and they're, they're using it for the Royal Albert Hall production, which is really cute. But Matthew Vaughan's been in that for me as a dancer is like tick, you know? Yes, like, yes. I just couldn't believe it. And I did doubt moment. myself a lot. I'm no ballerina, let me tell you that. I don't, my feet don't really point. I, you know, my hips aren't in the right way, but I can just give it gorge, I think. I just, like I said, fake it till I make it. <laughs> I'm just giving you this drama that really looks mm. like, what's this boy playing at? But it seemed to work. <laughs> but like I said, he's... He, he, Matthew's quite unusual like that he sees the bigger picture you know mm-hmm. I look and only through the experience of him on on Fair Lady mm-hmm. he was you know we weren't all dancers by any stretch of the imagination but we could all move and he just embraced it and and it was a real comp there was no kind of um there was no different levels of people of mm-hmm. who technically could do we were all just there together doing the same thing and he's 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 just brilliant I just so adore good. him absolutely so I, I need to talk about, you know, your musicals and Jamie mm-hmm. done Rent and Hairspray. Mm-hmm. And, but Jamie was a was a massive deal. I mean, suddenly you, you're taking over from this this huge kind of monster of a musical that's got so much publicity. Mm-hmm. Everyone's talking about it. And then you're about to play Jamie. How we I guess you were kind of ready. This is your whole career, like building yeah. up to this moment because you've been doing so much. Uh-huh. And then suddenly you're going to lead this big show. How how was that? It was re- it was a real moment. It was really special. It was scary as hell. I remember being so shook because it was such a big deal. You know, mm. it's been up for five Olivier Awards, all of this. It's like, well, if I'm going to step into it now, what am I going to bring? Like, what can... Yeah, yeah. And it's really hard with some of these shows. I'm sure you know with, you know, the big shows that go on, sometimes... They can be quite rigid with, you know, your creativity. Like, stand on Absolutely. number four, move to number yeah. five. And I don't, I don't like to say I don't work like that, but, like, I was still kind of young. Like, I've not, mm. I didn't want it to be that. Do you know what I mean? I was mm-hmm. like, what, am I, am I going to be able to bring my own stamp? That was one of my biggest things, especially because mm-hmm. I'm a completely different actor to John. And the role is so, it's so important to put your own stamp on it, as well as staying true yeah. to peace. Do you know what I Absolutely. mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. The directors and the creators and everyone were just so on board with all of that. Like, we literally just, we just went, like, like do the scene, how you feel. So, a lot of the lighting got changed, a lot of the moments got changed, like, bits of choreography, of course, because I could That's you know, good. give it, you know, a little bit more in some places. Even to the vocals, like, I remember being like, that is a reach, darling. Like, John, <laughs> <laughs> John's voice is that. And I love him, and he's he's got a very strong falsetto voice. I did mm. not, so I was like, "This isn't really sitting cute." So mm. if I do it, like, how do you feel about a little dude? Do- do- like, I have no shame. Listen, I'll take defying gravity down, down, down again in order to sing that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I guess having because uh, I mean Dan Gillespie sells, who is just adorable, the best. just love him, mm-hmm. and I guess. If I, I assume he was around a lot for your takeover, yeah. and you. So having the writer there mm. and the creator there massively helps. Mm. It helps because they're there to make those decisions. Go, yeah, take. Why would you not take it down? You know, exactly. same with Brian when we did Rocky. He was like, well, of course, you know, of course you would do. Do it for I you. Mean, we were there, mm. but we were discovering it together, and he was like, 
why would you not do that? You know, I think help having the original people around, which isn't always the case. No, because sometimes they do and they just go, don't they? I was in Dan Gillespie's um, studio with the director, literally in my audition that happened so quickly within a phone call from the director within literally three, four days. I was at the house and they almost offered it to me on the spot. I was like, oh, that's a bit, mm." they were like, oh, we'll take that down for you. We'll do that for you. Do you know when they're talking as if they've already got me in the bag? Yeah. <laughs> I called my mum, I was like, girl, we need to, we need to talk because it came out of nowhere. I was on tour with Hairspray, just playing seaweed. I just got that call and I was like, I know. In fact, it was ZZ Stralin. I blame her for planting the seed in my head because you know, Sophie is in Soho afterward, everyone goes for a drink. And we'd just seen Jamie and everyone was in there and she was like, babe, you'd be so good at Jamie. And I remember being like, do you know what? Like I knew, because I auditioned it for it to begin with and then it didn't work out. But when she said that, I was like, do you know what? I'd just seen it and I was like, you're so right. And why am I fighting it? I think because it was my friend and it was, you know, so close to home. And then I was like, nah, I'm doing this now. And I, I, I drafted an email to my agent. They were thinking it, I was thinking it. And it just went bam. And it just, Everything. it just happened. And how was it? Because obviously taking over from, you know, a friend that you've grown up with, mm-hmm. how how was that? I mean, probably a good thing, right? I mean, I don't think, for me, anybody that's my mate, if, if we fun. have anything, it's easy, actually. you know, together, it's it's actually all right. Mm-hmm. I think people feel like, it, you know, it's, it's more drama the, than it is. Yeah, yeah. It was really good. At times it was sticky. It was hard because I actually had to jump ship from a real amazing job. And luckily, obviously, we can't say the names, but like, the person who booked me for that job, you know, the, the director as such, um, the creative, came to see the show and were like, well done. Like, well done. Like, they knew it was That's the right nice. decision for me. Mm. Of course, they had their vision for what their show was. But of I was like, course, I, yeah. I just had to, I was, and when I tell you, I was literally two days away from signing my life away for like a year and a half. And <gasps> do you know when it's just like, I, I got out and I, it was sticky. I was running out of this mm. job. I was coming in to, take John's and John's it was just a bit of a mess for a little bit of yeah a while. yeah and the funny thing is another my friends then did the job that I was supposed to do like it was messy so yeah, we're all yeah, on the yeah. whatsapp group going guys but <laughs> it was the best thing ever because that year of me being in the west end was like full circle I could literally finish my career now and be like I have done that I can't believe I've done that I never would have thought all them years later I'll be singing all them songs you know, really yeah. doing an acting singing role as opposed to, you know, a dancing role. And the gr- the message of the show is what's most important to me. You know, mm. Inspiring them young kids to be themselves. It's brilliant. It's just the best. It's so good. It's so, and the timing of it was brilliant. It just, I think it just came at the right time. And and they've been also really good through the lockdown as well, trying to get it back on. Oh, and they've been months. really accommodating. You know, they've been great. Really good. Have you had... Um, have you had any moments, um, I mean, I know we talked about when your voice went and, mm-hmm. and I get that, but have you had any moments that, that's been a lot lower than other others that stick out that, you know, where you've kind of hit a bit of rock bottom and had to kind of come out of it? Mm, when I was doing Rent, I had a moment where I had to, I basically had to have surgery on my knee. I did this split mm. off the structures when we were in London at the other palace for a while and I was doing the most. I was in my today for you. I was flipping and turning and diving. You've done a before, haven't you, actually? I have, yes, yeah. You know. So that today for you, tomorrow for me. Wow, you can imagine I was oh, running around the I, place. I, <laughs> I bet you were a liability. I bet the directors and that were like, oh my God, sit still. I really was, hence why I hurt myself. But I had to take time off that and it, it just summed everything up for me. I was like, the doctor basically said to me, Okay, so if you wake up and your knee is in a cast, you're out of it. You ain't going back to that show. And also, you're go- it's going to be taking, you know, up to a year a or so for you to recover. Yeah. If you wake up and there's just bandages on there, we could neaten it up and it's going to be fine. You'll be back to work in a few months. So I was like, there was only like six months left of the contract, say. And I, not that it's all about the work and the job, but this role was just like so major for me. It was my oh, first yeah. leading part as an mm-hmm. adult. So I've been in the ensemble of Hairspray. And then I went into Angel, into Rent Angel. The show's called Angel. I went, <laughs> I went, <laughs> in my it head. Could be. It could be. I went into Rent um, as Angel, you know, it's the first time I had to sing eight times a week, do, mm. and, you know, it just, 
got stopped and I remember it, there was points where I was really low and thought you know what like I, I remember waking up thinking oh my god and I couldn't look at my knee for half an hour I was just sat there knowing you're a bit still high from all the drugs oh, when they put you under and I, was like, oh. and I lifted up the sheets and I looked and it was just like oh my god and it was just a tiny little bandage on it and I was like right I'm back <laughs> and within a week when I, I was I was hopping down to the gym on the <laughs> cycle thing, like mm. low pressure, and I just built up the strength. And within literally a month, I was back, back. by popular demand. And that was then <laughs> I was like, I'm not taking anything for granted. I'm going to get on this stage and I'm going to slay and mm. wrap this tour up. It was just major. Sometimes you need those moments, though, don't you, to push you to go, actually, what we do is pretty risky. You know, mm-hmm. we're on we're on moving sets. We're, there's lots of equipment. There's lots of staging moving around. We're physical. You know, it, they are pretty dangerous. And, and sometimes you do kind of get a bit blasé about it. And, and it, those moments really do kind of kick you into place and go hang on a minute <laughs> you know let's just let's just be a bit cautious and what's been your best moment what's been your highlight I mean I'm sure wow. you've had many <laughs> oh my goodness one of the highlights has to be me coming back to the West End to take that crown you know the West End you know like to being on tour I never this this weird thing as well and I'm just like oh I'm going on tour like I, listen I was too young to ever be thinking that anyway I don't have no kids or husband or anything so I'm on tour and I'm living my life and I love it. I love going to each venue. But there's something about, you know, seeing my face up there after all the years of hard work that I put in, that was the kind of like, right, go and mm. take this moment. I would walk just so I could see my face every day. Like, I'm not, I wasn't taking a day for granted for a second. Thank goodness, because we all know what happened the year after. So mm. I literally used to look up and be like, right, let's do this. And our director used to say, somebody's first, somebody's last. It could be somebody's first show in the audience and somebody's last, you know. So that stuck with me. I was like, right, I'm going to go out there and give them the show that they deserve. So mm. Jamie, probably my first first night, was just so overwhelming. Having my mom and my nan there. But it's really Aww. full circle because I, I remember Billy Elliot first night like it was yesterday. So them two moments for me were just beyond something about having that pressure you know Mm. and then another moment I won't ever forget is being on the red carpet of the bad education movie and thinking I'm in a movie like the car was just about to pull up and then there was you know thousands thousands of fans and I'm like wow like I'm going out there and they're expecting to see me I'm in this cast you know yeah yeah posters and see my face buzzing by I mean my face was teeny 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 behind Jack <laughs> doesn't White. matter you no, were there was, I, I was probably just as excited as that than I was when I saw my Jamie face but it was it was a moment being like okay you're in a movie like we've done this you know yeah. so I do feel really happy and proud to have ticked the boxes that have ticked so far you know um but this oh my god I feel like I'm 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 only just beginning right now I feel like yes do you know when you have that re-energy absolutely in this lockdown I'm like listen this is just the beginning I'm there's so much more to be done, so it's exciting. Yeah, I still feel the same way, you know. It's like, I still feel that there's so much more to do. And Mm -hmm. I think that's when we're passionate and when we love it. We just have that drive to get out there and do it. And especially at the moment when we're Mm -hmm. being a bit kind of, you know, held back. It's like, lockdown. What's what's next for you? I mean, where would you you like to go? What would you like? What's like the dream job? Do you know? You've done most of them. (laughs) I would love to do more of the... um, musical tv moments i i had that first experience and i'm excited to say i've actually started writing myself now and i'm having some That's very good. good responses can't say too much from my work so i'm really <laughs> working on that so keep your eyes peeled That's brilliant oh so, good for you. Do you know when you're like it's time like i'm i can't wait around anymore for people to just hand it to me like, i'm old enough i've got a story to tell let me mm. stop putting pen to paper so that's been happening I've actually got a really exciting TV show that annoyingly has been postponed. I was supposed mm-hmm. to have wrapped it already, but that's not been announced yet. But I'm filming that this year. And just, I mean, it's just kind of like every time I open my email, there's another self tape and there's another this and we do that. And do you know when you just feel like something's about to pop off and I just yeah, need to be ready? Yeah. And it's like, not that I'm being cocky, but like I always saw this in my future and. I always saw more and more and more for me. So I just want to keep grounded, keep it moving and just and stay humble and just accept everything and 
just as long as I'm happy and making others happy as well. Also through my work and my, you know, what I do in my spare time is my workshops and that brings mm. me so much joy, teaching and giving back to my company. So just anything to continue the way I am, I think I would be, I would be more than happy. Oh, how amazing is Leighton. Now I can't let him go without answering my final question that I ask all my special guests. If you could look back on your 20 year old self and give yourself a piece of advice that you've been given or you would give yourself, what would it be of how to keep calm and carry on? Ooh, <laughs> I think I would say to my younger self, don't be afraid to kind of just chill, have a moment, do nothing, go see them friends. Maybe, you know, don't worry too much about work because there's gonna be a time when you're gonna be double busy. Booked and blessed in a good way, but you're going to be so much so that, like, it's it's stressful being an adult, you know, having a roof over your head, bills, businesses. Nobody's going to teach you about that, so maybe work a little bit harder in um, maths class, honey. Um, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Learn percentages. <laughs> All of that, my goodness. Thank goodness for accountants, because, oh. Anyway, so I would just say just, just be a bit more. Be a kid a little bit more, you know. I was so busy trying to be this and that, which, you know, it probably made me today, but I would say just take the moments and yeah, keep calm, carry on, and <laughs> you're going to be slaying one day, so it'll all work out at the end. Amazing, Leighton, you're gorgeous. It's I've loved talking to you oh, today. Good. Thank me you so too. much for coming on, and uh, all the best with all the TV and the writing. And uh, hopefully, I'll see you out there soon. And uh, sending you a big love. Thank um, you. Lots of love. <laughs> Well, that's it for another episode. Wow, we are flying through season four already and it's great to be back. It really is. I have quite a busy week coming up. So I have the pheasantry at the end of this week in uh, Chelsea, which sadly is sold, well, not sadly, it's amazingly, it's sold out. So if you've got a ticket, I will see you there at the weekend. I cannot wait to see and be on a stage in a sold out venue. How brilliant. If you haven't caught that that uh, the performance at the pheasantry then I am going to be performing with Leighton at the best of the West End at the Royal Albert Hall on the 21st of July so come and see us there's a few tickets left um, it's a there's a lineup of people that you just don't want to miss it's going to be such an amazing show uh, we've been in rehearsals for it and honestly it's going to be so much fun I cannot wait so thank you Leighton for coming on the show today and sharing your beautiful stories it's been a real insight i've loved having you on the show also thank you to my lovely producer martin an amazing job as always you're just brilliant also to our brilliant sponsors me winchmore hill and also of course our sponsor of the whole season bedfordshire hot tubs if you want to go and check them out, please do. Their website is www.bhtubs.co.uk and their Instagram is at bhtubs. Actually, they came to my house to give our jacuzzi a service this week and they were so much fun. They were so great. If you check on their Instagram, you'll see a little video of ours being <laughs> cleaned out and serviced. They're so brilliant, honestly. In fact, you know what? I might even go and get in mine now. Just have a little relax. Why not? Um... I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful week. Check in back with us next week for more chats with more amazing people. Oh, and also if you haven't checked out season one, two and three, please, please do. There's some great chats on there. Um, and tell your friends. I love having your support. I really do, really appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening. It's always lovely to chat to you and, uh, and have you with us on the ride. So I will see you guys next week. Have a wonderful time and don't forget to keep calm and carry on.